Hello, everybody. Welcome to the PlayStation Report. Uh, I'm Frank. If you didn't know my voice by now, this, this is me. I'm Frank. And with me is Tyler. Tyler, what's up, dude? Not much, man. How about you? Oh, you know, just trying to stay cool in this summer heat. It's been very fucking hot this last week. Absolutely. Um, not cool. Not cool. Quite literally not cool, and also figuratively, I'm not cool with it being this hot. Yeah. Did you get anything uh, figured out in your house in terms of um, keeping so it a cooler? I extra, I, I've got an extra fan to help circulate the air better, um, but I have not come upon a permanent air conditioning solution, so... right. Still, and that's not going to happen. Um, I, I guess I'll just say this off the top, Tyler. We need to think about the show, maybe um, when we're next going to record, because I'm going to be away for a little bit. Um, okay. So, like, we won't be able to record next Sunday. Uh, okay. Yeah, I don't know. We yeah, might we just can. Have to, we might can, have to skip one or record one this Thursday after I, after work for me. I, I don't know what you want to do, but yeah, I'm going to an anime convention. Oh shit, where at? Uh, out out in Pittsburgh. It's called TechoCon. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, it's going to be the first convention I've been to in a long while. Yeah, a couple years at least. That's so. that's cool. That should be a that should be a good old time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I. I uh, really like Pittsburgh, though. Um, that I don't know. I think it's a cool, cool city. And man, I, I know you're there for a convention, but there is some good fucking beer in Pittsburgh. Mm. So, so many good breweries. Yeah, just yeah. Pittsburgh's cool. I like it. That's that's fun. Yeah, yeah we'll we'll chat after this. Figure out what we what we want to do. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just a heads up for that for all of y'all out there. Um, yeah, I might I might have some stories from an anime convention. I've not been well. That's a lie. I have been to an an uh, anime focused convention before, but uh, yeah, it's it's definitely a different vibe from a PAX. I'll say that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I will be dressing up as a character, though. I will be doing a cosplay. I will be dressing up as Kim Kitsuragi uh, from Disco Elysium. Okay. Not an anime character, but you know, it's okay. I'm looking. I can up. cross. Looking I can. I can blur out. those lines. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I, I I can. I can absolutely see you pulling this off really well. Yeah, I already got the haircut. Yeah, I just. I just got the haircut. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> yes. No. Not yesterday. The day before. Friday. Friday. I got. I keep forgetting what day it is, especially with my schedule. Especially when I power through days and forget when days turn to the next day <laughs> it's, it's fucked up my brain's fucked up right now um but yeah uh also fucked up tyler i hope i hope this leads into something final fantasy 16 a little bit fucked up sometimes am i right <laughs> it, it's fucked up how i haven't been able to play it what um, the fuck <laughs> is wrong with you you motherfucker i know man dude this what this... have you been playing uh, this past week is just I've uh, it like I don't know work's been kind of shit, um, and then what was it Thursday night I went to see Mission Impossible, which was fucking really fun to watch. Um, mm. Highly recommend seeing that in a movie theater. Um, Friday night I went to a show last night celebrate my mother in law's birthday. Went to my parents this morning, and it's just like. I don't know. Just been super busy over the past week, and it's kind of bummed me out. Um, mm. Not really being able to play much of anything. So really just, unfortunately, just a little bit more Pokemon and a little bit of F1. That's all I've really, really had to play. And even then, not, not a ton of those. Um, the one thing I'll say about F1, though, and I've, I've talked about the new handling model and tire dig and all that stuff, I... When you race on certain tracks, you just you can absolutely feel it. Um, and I did uh, a sprint race in Qatar um, at Los Sale. And the, first of all, that track, uh, first time it's been in the F1 video games, that track is incredibly fun to drive. Um, 
does it produce great racing? I think we will see. That first race was okay. Um, but at least in terms of driving, man, the corners just, they are just flying at you on that track. But it really punishes your tires, especially your front your front tires and your front left specifically. And I was on a set of soft tires. And by the end of this sprint, like I was like, dude, I can't even like handle this car anymore. And I'm like trying to change settings just to get through these fucking corners. Like that's just how, I don't know. To me, that's how good like this new handling model is. And I was actually leading the race and ended up finishing fourth, I think. Cause I just, I couldn't hang on to it. Um, and and it was it was a lot of fun. Then then the main race, um, I ended up changing my strategy, because um, the the you know the game like gives you like this is the best strategy and you can change it however you want. And I'm like I'm changing that. They were like let's go on softs and then mediums for like 25 laps. I'm like I can't even make softs last 10 laps. What the fuck are you talking about? So yeah. changed my strategy. Went to hard tires and that fucking worked out. So it, it is really awesome just how well that stuff feels in this game like it it it's the best it has ever felt and can't recommend it enough if you uh if you're into this sort of stuff it's very good in that way um but yeah unfortunately that's that's all i've had to play man it's driving me crazy i'll be honest with you mm. um it's driving you cr- <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh man so you need to fucking play final fantasy 16 you bastard i know i know i know i know um yeah so so how how is it how you how you um, liking the game so i know last time we recorded we said uh, i i said that i might finish it um it's it's a bigger game than i anticipated yeah. It's even bigger than I anticipated. There are so many side quests that open up after some of these main quests that I'm like, oh, and I have to do the side quests. Not because the side quests are good, but like they provide a lot of good story for the side characters, and you know some of those side characters I really like. Uh, and yeah, I'm. I think this game is a little bit messy. I'll say Final Fantasy 16 a little bit messy. In its in some of its story stuff about you know the whole slavery thing and how they might not necessarily have a good take on that, um, but also um, some of the dialogue is cringe. So even in the main story, sometimes the dialogue gets bad. Like you'll have characters just saying shit. Uh, sometimes it sounds like it's out of nowhere. Sometimes it sounds like they're not talking to each other. Um. Like, as if, like, the actors, like, recorded on separate days and, like, weren't in conversation with each other at all. Uh, So some of that voice direction stuff, not the greatest. Uh, Some of the actual dialogue writing, I don't particularly understand how they landed upon some of the stuff. If it was just some mistranslation from Japanese or what. Uh, Some of it just doesn't sound quite right. Um, Which is a bummer. But, by God, the spectacle of some of these boss fights, fucking awesome. Fucking, like, it's pretty fucking incredible. Some of these, the boss fights themselves are just worth it to me. Because they're they're just fucking cool. They're cool as shit. And, uh, now that I've gotten a little, gotten some more abilities, discovered the ways that I can enhance my different builds. Um, because, uh... There are like six total. Wait, no. Let me count these up. I think there are like. So I have fire, wind. Uh, I'm not going to spoil. I'm just going to count these on my fingers now. I have. I want to say five different elements at my at my disposal right now, and the way you can mix and match some of the abilities within each of those because you can equip up to th- equip up to three, which will bind three of your B or your circle ability. Why did I say B? I've been playing some Xbox games too. <laughs> um, a couple of your circle abilities, um, they'll, they'll bind those, but then your your R2 plus square and triangle abilities, you can kind of interchange once you've mastered them. So to interchange those with, you know, just get some different combos going, I'm, I'm having a real fun time making some, making some real cool combos. Uh, 
And uh, yeah, I've, I've landed on something right now that's working really, really good. I was getting worried there because they start throwing throwing them uh, at you at a rate where you're like, oh, there's so many new toys, but I like my old toys. I'm not finished with my old toys, but it turns out you can still use your old toys. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Do you think the game is uh, easy? I've heard some people saying they think the game is is pretty easy. Do you feel that way? I have. Mm, so I have outpaced the leveling because I've kept an item that just makes me level faster. Uh, so I've kind of outpaced that. Like I'm level 41 now, and the side quests that I just did after the latest main quest are like level 35, 36. So I've kind of outpaced it a little bit. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, I would say in general, it is pretty easy outside of the S rank hunts. The S rank hunts can suck my whole anus. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I just, I don't know. I didn't, didn't expect that phrasing. (laughs) Oh, that's funny. Um, yeah, they are hard. They made some hard fights for peop- for sickos who want those. But alternatively, and this is what I might do, at any time playing the game, you can switch from what I'm playing right now, battle-focused, to story-focused, which will make the fighting easier. Yeah, um, right. So I might do that and try some of the S-rank hunts, because I want the materials to craft the fucking awesome weapons, because they drop, they drop... Yeah, they have the drop that... uh is required for all of, like the end game weapons, so I'm gonna have to do that. I need those materials. Yeah, buddy. swords look really cool. That's another thing I want to say. The swords look really fucking cool. Every time I craft a new sword, I'm like, damn, that sword looks real fucking cool. <laughs> um, so they did a good job with that. Uh, still haven't. Still haven't found, like, I, I don't know. I kind of expected, like, an Easter egg sword, like, because he does... Clive does use big swords, and I was wondering if we might get either Sephiroth's sword or the Buster sword, but I have not run into that just yet. Um, but yeah. Really enjoying what I've seen so far. The story has teased some characters getting killed off that I'm not really cool about. Um... And maybe pulled back on some of those, and it gave me some relief, but I'm still on edge, because I still might fucking do it, and I don't like that. Uh, but yeah, some really dark story stuff, too. It's really cool. Really cool game. Um, a little bit messy, like I said, but I, I think I'm I'm having fun with it. I'm not sure it's a game of the year contender for me. Mm, interesting. Just, okay. just for its messiness, maybe. Mm-hmm. I anticipate maybe... I mean... As of so far now, I mean, I know we discussed this last last week, but I anticipate a game coming out later this year that will top this. Um, so that's that's where I'll leave it. <laughs> gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Um, I guess while we're on the topic of Final Fantasy 16, we can just get into the news right away. We can talk about potential DLC. Um, I'm not sure. Does this article go into spoilers? No. No, I don't think so. Okay. Uh, so there was an interview with uh, the director of Final Fantasy 16, Yoshi P. Um, he uh, teased... Th- I mean, they're going to maybe do DLC with Final Fantasy 16, and they're going to rely on uh, fan feedback for that, and there's a certain character that I think you'll be introduced to. Uh, and you'll want DLC for um, Sid in this game is a really fucking cool dude, and we definitely need more Sid content. Um, it's yeah, we 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 need that Sid DLC. Uh, but there are other characters I think we could have DLC for that would be cool. So would you yeah. want them to do DLC then? It sounds like you you're in favor for it, but. So I kind of want to finish the game before I have an opinion on that. But as of the char- characters I've seen so far, a Sid DLC makes sense for me. There's another character, Jill. I think a Jill DLC would make sense. Um, 
I mean, there are some others, but they, I'd imagine they'd be like small. Like I, I don't know. As far as paid, paid DLC, DLC that I'd be willing to pay for, I think Sid, Jill, and then later on Dion would be an interesting character to have a DLC for. Um. Yeah, I don't know, but this would as. I mean, hmm. I'd have to see how this game ends, but prequel DLC would be the thing that I'd be, or, I don't know, there's a time skip DLC that t- happens in, in that time skip, uh, p- that time period in, in there would make sense as well. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah. There, this world is interesting. There's a lot of cool stuff that I haven't seen yet, and I'm not sure I'm going to see. A lot of cool things that are referenced that you don't see, at least as of yet. Um, and so far this game just takes place on this pair of islands and they make references to the continent they don't really talk too much about it but they I've seen references to the continent as a place where there are people Um, so yeah very interested in what is going to happen here with DLC yeah it seems like the world is so rich in this game that DLC would make sense. Um, I'm also just in a phase where I'm like, I, I like they want to do a complete experience, and they said that, but it also seems like they have delivered that with this game. Um, where it's just like, I kind of don't feel like playing DLC two years after this game comes out. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, and- if they haven't started developing it because they weren't planning on it, then it's going to be a long time. It just makes me wonder what the point of that would be, I guess. Um, Because would people have moved on? I don't know. Um, I guess it's more of a timing thing with DLC anymore. But also, like, getting, like, a God of War Ragnarok that has no DLC at all is kind of nice in this day and age to me. Um, So, I don't know. I I think it kind of depends. And obviously, I need to see more in this game, too. Um, I'm sure there is plenty of avenues, like you're saying, where they can go down a DLC rabbit hole but it's just more of a timing thing you know if it's two years after this game comes out then that's kind of a bummer yeah and i i mean so far i wouldn't i wouldn't be uh i don't know i feel like final fantasy 15 some of the better stories were in that dlc and that kind of rubbed me the wrong way um whereas i and i was i was a little bit disappointed in the story of Final Fantasy 15 where it ended up like it mm-hmm. yeah there yeah there was just some there were some gaps with those other characters that were explored in the DLC so far i feel like in Final Fantasy 16 with it being so focused on Clive i mean these side characters it'll be cool to have DLC for them but i wouldn't necessarily say that the game is incomplete without it right gotcha um, but yeah, it's something to keep an eye on. I I imagine they will. I they hmm, I, I have a feeling they're going to do it. Yeah, uh, I agree. I I can see it honestly. Speaking of doing it, um, Xbox is going to do the thing. Uh, FTC failed to blo- to uh, file their uh, preliminary injunction. Um, and Xbox has pretty much has the go-ahead to do do their business deal with uh, and, and buy Activision Blizzard. Um, with that, there is an agreement. PlayStation, you will still have Call of Duty for a while. I I don't know. Did they get into specifics? How long? Ten years. Ten years was the report uh, of the deal that they offered uh, last year. Um, we don't know how long this deal is, but yeah. They have signed an agreement that Call of Duty will stay on PlayStation. <laughs> Which kind of makes sense. But let's be let's be real. It makes sense that Call of Duty would stay on PlayStation. Absolutely. It, I just find it interesting. Phil Spencer tweeted this um, today, actually. Um, it's just, I find it interesting um, that I guess PlayStation, you know, once the FTC 
decision came out, they're like, well, I guess we finally have to sign these deals because they were holding out. Um, mm-hmm. And so, you know, there it is. Um, Call of Duty is always going to be on PlayStation. It just, it literally makes no sense to not do it. Um, I think the more interesting piece is going to be, uh, I guess, when the next generation of consoles rolls around because Sony was saying we're not going to give Microsoft dev kits. Apparently they still haven't even for like Minecraft. Um, yeah. Things like that. So I don't know. I'm very interested on what would happen then. Um, I don't think really anything's going to change in the meantime. Now um, I also wonder what this means for, uh, for game pass for PlayStation plus, with Call of Duty, because obviously Microsoft will want to put Call of Duty on Game Pass, maybe not right away, um, but eventually. And I think there is an agreement in the current agreement right now that cannot happen for a few years. So I'm curious how that'll go as well down the road. Um, so yeah, it's interesting. I mean, next time we talk uh, and do this show, even if it's you know this Thursday or whatever, I mean, this deal could be completely done. I know the FTC is appealing. Yeah, I think it was supposed appealing. to be done by the 18th for the for the current uh, for the deal that they agreed to with Activision. It has to be done by the 18th. Right? right, right, exactly. And I I think the FTC is appealing, but I think Microsoft is trying to push this thing through to get it done by the 18th. And apparently, that will make it way harder for the FTC to win their case if the deal is done. Um, so, yeah, this thing could be totally done. Um, next time we talk, which, thank God. <laughs> yeah, I it's, would like to not talk about this. Yeah, I mean, it's been absolutely fascinating, uh, and lots of big things coming out in, in, you know, these court cases and everything, but man, it's just, it's been a long, long road. Um, I'm mostly at this point just wanting to look at, okay, what's happening now that it's done? What's next? So... Yeah. 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 Uh, I yeah. I don't. Uh, I think it's interesting to note, though, that uh, I'm not sure if you've noticed this, but the price of Game Pass is going up. Yes, I think it went up what two bucks for the ultimate. Yep, two or three bucks. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I it is interesting. You know, obviously they're spending a lot of money on this. Um, I think it was also just a matter of time. That yeah. Game Pass did go up, considering literally everything in the world has went up, and especially streaming services. Um, I still think there's a lot of good value there for what it is. Um, but I'm in, I, I, you know, there were some thoughts that maybe uh, in these um, investigations and stuff, like they would get, Microsoft would get locked into not increasing the price of Game Pass for you know, a year or something like that because of this, but looks like that isn't the case at all. And they're able to, to do it. It it is interesting timing there. Mm, Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I just wonder how high they go. Yeah. Right. Right. All righty. Let's get back to PlayStation. Now we're done talking about Microsoft for a little bit. Let's talk a little bit about PlayStation. Um, Let's talk about Naughty Dog a little bit. Uh, I guess first off, um, talk about a retirement. Uh, Evan Wells is retiring. Um, co-president of of uh, Naughty Dog, leaving Neil Druckmann, the sole president of Naughty Dog. Um, I don't know where, the, where this where this leaves Naughty Dog uh, under Neil's leadership here. Uh, I I'm not sure. I'm not entirely sure what the, di- I mean, and none of us are privy to this. What the di- what the division of work was between those two. Um, yeah, we'll see what this means in the in the coming years. I I don't know. I don't I don't know, man. Yeah, I think I think the division was a little bit more, um, like Neil was a little bit more in on the creative aspects of of Naughty Dog, but. Um, Evan was a little bit more on the nuts and bolts, finances, things like that. So it sounds like 
too, there's a, a some other people within Naughty Dog that are getting promotions to fill the some of these roles, um, and and some changes happening that isn't just Neil taking over. Um, so I imagine Naughty Dog will continue on, but I am curious just how involved is Druckmann going to be in in future games um, and even this HBO show. Obviously, this dude is stretched very thin, and now that he's going to be the sole person in charge of the studio, you know that's that's a lot of responsibility there. Um, so I'm curious, creatively, like where he stands um, and what will what will happen. Um, yeah, yeah. Not, it'll also be interesting to see who maybe steps up to take on some more of the creative uh, mm-hmm. aspect of it. I mean, as as successful as Neil Druckmann has been, like. He, he's he's one guy like you, you need like you need more than one guy especially at a studio as big as naughty dog to you know take over creative roles right absolutely yeah so very curious on that evan wells though i mean he he was the lead designer on a few crash games i think crash 3 and crash team racing and then the lead designer on all the jack and daxter games so Dude's done a lot of great stuff there at Naughty Dog, so, um, yeah, good for him. Moving on into retirement. Um, I guess one other thing, you know, related to Naughty Dog, um, well, besides one other story we have here, but uh, The Last of Us receiving 24 Emmy nominations, which I think is only three behind Succession for the most this year. Mm. So that show is bound to take home a lot of stuff. I think it's incredibly stiff competition if you look at uh, everything nominated for Best uh, Outstanding uh, Drama Series. So who knows if they'll win that, but yeah, that last was really taken off there. Yeah, and on the subject of The Last of Us, I'm fucking tired. (laughs) I'm fucking tired because... hmm, So this was... This is a suggestion. Mm. So Gustavo Santayo, oh, I forget. Ah, I should have. I should have. Mm. Gustavo Santolala. Yeah. Santolala. Um, yeah. He has a uh, maybe hinted at a new release of The Last of Us Part Two. And I am fucking tired of re-releases of Naughty Dog's game. They keep. They can't keep getting away with this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, <laughs> um yes. I I'm like dude, oh my gosh, why why in a way like The Last of Us Part 2 still plays better and looks better than some PS5 games. Um and but if you're Sony, this is like a no fucking brainer dog. Like obviously The Last of Us uh, Part 1 and 2 Ended up with a massive boost in sales because of this show. The show's getting another season. Uh, you know, that's going to get more into The Last of Us Part Two. Why would you not re-release it with maybe some more bells and whistles for, for PS5 and can make more money off of it? Like, yeah, it sucks. I don't want to see it just because I don't feel like this game needs it at all. But to me, I'm, I'm like, if they did a PS5 version of Ghost of Tsushima... Like, why would they not do The Last of Us Part Two, as well? Yeah, this is inevitable. I think the only thing is, is it going to come out this year? Which, I don't think he said anything about that. I feel like that would make sense to do, but... Or, so, I don't know, I, do you hold it for the next season of the show, which, with all these um, strikes going on in Hollywood now, um, that might even be further out than what they were thinking of, like, early 2025, I think, they said for season two, probably. So, yeah, who knows when this thing might actually come out. And then they'll just make a PlayStation 6 version of it. Yeah, and they'll bundle, you know, before The Last of Us Part 3 comes out, they'll bundle Part 1 and 2 together in one package that's $70 and <laughs> on PlayStation 6. Yeah, it's it's going to happen. I mean, it's getting to the point where you wonder, are they just going to release games and then not... Because a lot of the things they could do with The Last of Us Part 2 could be in a patch. 
Yes, and I think are they, they just going to abandon patching games? Yeah, and I think they did by The Last of Us. I thought they did something for that, um, but maybe I'm wrong. I'll try to find it here. Um, but yeah, it is interesting, and I guess this is just the different. Uh, also, the different philosophies between Microsoft and Sony were is like this obviously wouldn't happen on Xbox. You would put The Last of Us Part Two in, and you would have a patch for the Series X. You know, whereas yeah. um, Sony is not doing that. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I just i I find it maybe a little bit. I, I don't. Know. It just it just feels wrong to me because. I played The Last of Us Part 2 on my PlayStation 5. And, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I just so apparently... I don't know if I, like, why do I need a re-release? Right, yeah. And apparently they did do a patch um, okay. for Last of Us Part 2 on PS5. Patch 1.08. Um, all you need to do is install the game on, on PS5, and it'll install that patch. Yeah. So, yes, apparently they, they did do do some stuff. Um, yeah, the main difference is uh, you have the option at a locked 60 frames per second. That's yeah. basically the biggest thing. But yeah, it's one of those things of like, okay, The Last of Us Part 1 still looked, I think, pretty good on the, even the PS3 version. That PS4 remaster looked good. They definitely made it look very, very good on the PS5. I can see that in ways like the game's 10 years old, but The Last of Us Part 2 is fucking stunning. You know, even for just a PS4 game. Like, there's... Yeah, you can do probably a little bit more things with it, but it's not like it's going to look way better than if you compare The Last of Us on PS5 to PS3. You know? It's just one of those things, so I'm... Yeah. Curious what will happen with this, but I, I think it's inevitable that it does happen. Yeah. <sighs> okay. Let's go over to another. You might not. I mean, this still feels weird. Another PlayStation Studio, Bungie. Um, they've won a lawsuit against someone who is harassing uh, a developer of the. They've. Yeah. Which is good. I'm glad that Bungie went after this person who decided they were going to harass a developer and threaten their family. Um, yeah. It's... Yeah. It's fucked up. People out there should not not be able to just fucking say shit, whatever they feel like, without, you know... I mean, freedom of speech and all that, but don't make fucking threats to people. Like, fuck off. And it's... Yeah. Apparently yeah, the per- the agree. defendant failed to even show up to court. So <laughs> <laughs> they they want they want to hide behind the keyboard online and they won't even show up to court when, you know. Yeah, so $500,000 in damages. Uh don't fucking do this shit. Don't be a racist asshole. Yeah, that's part of like part of this whole thing too. Yeah. Uh the individual who perpetrated a campaign of harassment and terror against a Destiny 2 community manager, his wife, and his wife for acknowledging the art of a black community member. Are you fucking kidding me? Like, what is wrong with you if you do something like that? Um, yeah, I don't know. This this dude can fuck off. Apparently he's going to pay Bungie. See if it ever happens. But $500,000. Cost of uh, and the legal fee cost with a twelve percent post judgment interest <laughs> for every year that it's not paid. Yeah, yeah. Jesus I'm generally Christ. like I'm generally cautious of when you know big companies go after individuals like this. Um, but when it's to defend your own employee, I'm I'm all for it. When yeah. it's to go after uh, fucking you. when it's to go after people like pirating games that they weren't going to buy anyway. That's a, that's another thing, but when they're going after people who are harassing your employees, yeah, fucking go for it. Fucking take them all the way. Yeah. With you. All right. 
Um, and a good strategy, you know, if Destiny 2 isn't making money, go after the people <laughs> fucking harassing you. Yeah, <laughs> win, sure. Win lawsuits. As a sor- winning lawsuits as a source of income. <laughs> Why not? Oh, yep. God. There you go. Okay. Uh, next up, we've got... Uh, I believe this was revealed... Um, what did, which, which PlayStation event was this? I forget. Um, but PlayStation announced a while ago their accessibility controller. Um, now they have a launch date. It's going to be December 6th. Uh, pre-order starting soon, July 21st. It's going to cost $90, which honestly isn't that bad. I mean, it's more than a, a regular controller, but there's a lot of stuff here. Um, seems pretty customizable. Um, and I wonder what uh, what uh, people who who use these controllers actually think of it. Is, is my main thing. Uh, is this a good accessibility controller? I don't know. I'll have to wait for a review from someone who reviews these sorts of things. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this controller does seem really cool, though. So I mean, just absolutely insanely customizable and that's that's the coolest part about it to me um so yeah i'm glad sony's doing something as well you know microsoft out there doing it first with their controller it's good to see sony get in on this too because it's it's more options for for uh people with disabilities to play and experience games so this is this is awesome yeah this is just honestly an interesting controller to me yeah i think it I I'm I'm not saying it's the primary use, but I almost wonder like, is there other uses for this thing outside of players with disabilities? You know, it's it it is just so highly customizable that I, you know, there's going to be people out there that figure out a way to take advantage of this thing in some way. It's yeah. it's a very interesting controller. Yeah, and it works in combination with other controllers too. Yeah, this is yeah apparently. Neat. You can get two of these if you need two of them, or you can have a DualShock and one of these things. So it's, yeah, it's good that they're allowing customization options in that way as well. You're not just kept to this thing. Yeah. All right. Uh, on f- to, uh, oh, hold on. Let me just rearrange. Actually, I won't have to rearrange. Let's just stick with the PlayStation news for now. Horizon. Horizon's here to stay. I'm not sure if it was obvious or not, but, I mean, they did a couple games. They did a VR spinoff. They're doing, what, a TV show? Yep. I, yeah, it's, it's pretty obvious that Horizon's here to stay. I don't know how this is a story. Well, I think the biggest <laughs> thing is, yeah, I, I mean, I think the, the headline of this is not the greatest. Because, yeah, obviously, it has sold like 33 million copies total. Um this franchise, but the uh, studio director, uh, John Bart Van Beek, um, said that they have 16 different tethers for Horizon that they're working on. Jesus Will all 16 Christ. of them become projects? Probably not, but that's a lot. Um, that is a lot. I mean, yes, there is a multiplayer game that they actively said they're working on. There is the rumored Horizon Zero Dawn remake. There is a rumored MMO that's being made. There is the inevitable Horizon 3. Um, yeah, that's a lot. So it makes me wonder what some of these other things are. And I think the Netflix show is included in that as well. So it's not all video games either. So, Okay, Tom. Yeah, crazy. A, a, few thing, a few things here. If that multiplayer game is not a Monster Hunter like they fucked up. Oh, 100%. They I think that's what everyone up wants. To the, to the nth degree, like if it is not that, then I, I, I don't want it. I don't want it. Yeah, I don't absolutely. know what they do with an MMO. I do not know what the hell they can do with an MMO, with Horizon. It just that does not make sense to me. Yeah, I agree. I but agree. maybe they can make it make sense. I don't know. Yeah, but a Monster Hunter game style game makes so much sense in the Horizon world. Alrighty, uh, let's see. What else is left on the list here? I skipped over that one. Let's just okay, yeah. Let's get back and let's skedaddle to the 
third-party stuff. EA Sports FC24. Uh, if you haven't been paying attention, EA and FIFA have parted ways. This is EA Sports' new soccer video game. Uh, they've revealed it. Um, it's going to cost $70 for the standard edition. Uh, they will also be adding women to the Ultimate Team, uh, which is a, a first for them. Uh, that's really cool. Ultimate Team is their uh, money-making machine. If you haven't, if you've been living under a rock, they sell digital playing cards, basically, uh, that function in-game as you know players for your Ultimate Team. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's it is EA's soccer game, just without the FIFA branding. They've made deals with individual leagues themselves, uh, so that's how that's going to live on. Yeah, I'm, still I'm, yet to see what FIFA has sworn to. They've FIFA has sworn to make their own competing game, uh, but we have yet to see what that is going to be. I doubt it's anything good. FIFA fucking are incompetent at everything. So yeah, oh absolutely. Yeah, I. I don't see FIFA doing anything successfully there, but I, I'm curious overall with this name change, how successful this game is going to be compared to uh, the games with the FIFA name on it. I imagine this game is going to do just fine. And it's cool that they're they're adding some of these other things into the game as well. So, yeah, yeah I think this, yeah, I mean, naming, changing the name obviously gives EA a lot more flexibility in terms of what licenses and leaks they get into this game. So I think it's a good move in the long run, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Other reveal. No. No other reveals here. Uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, Assassin's Creed. Um, Ubisoft employee. Is this a leak? Is this a leak? Yeah, Ooh, apparently on uh, an employee um, said that it's apparently coming in 2024, the Japanese uh, game, uh, c- uh, codenamed Red, that's what they call it. Um, yeah, I think this is exciting, but I don't think it's going to happen in 2024. I just don't. I mean, I think even this Mirage title... That's coming out later this year. That is a smaller game, and that is has taken longer to come out than I think it was supposed to. I just I don't see this, but maybe I'll I'll be wrong. Um, I also think it's just I don't know. It's kind of insane. I love Assassin's Creed, but it's like Ubisoft gets into these modes with Assassin's Creed where they just put so many titles out people get sick of them then they take just a little bit of time off and then they just turn the faucet on again there's just sass greeds coming out everywhere um and that's probably what's going to happen here but i imagine this game will probably have a lot of a lot of excitement around it. just being a ubisoft in or being a sass creed in japan that everyone has wanted but the last thing i'll say is i'm wondering how the comparisons to Ghost of Tsushima will go. Because that game's great. And I think it does the Ubisoft formula better than Ubisoft even does. Um, So, yeah, just curious on how that will will go in those comparisons. Then also, you know, who knows? I mean, it's. I think there were some reports and rumors that Sucker Punch is making a sequel to Ghost of Tsushima... 2024 game launched in 2020 maybe that game will come out then if not be announced at least who knows so uh, it could be a straight fight between those two it could be yeah I would not be surprised Uh, and they absolutely should make it goes to Tsushima too 100% that's that's, I agree that's bang on Uh, alright oh yeah a Black Panther video game. Um, that's happening. EA has announced Black Panther, and they've they've they brought in some people that were behind Middle Earth: Shadow of Mordor. The, the, the subhead promises a reactive world. Um, 
they can't use the nemesis system still. But what if they just what if they just kinda did it? <laughs> yeah, I feel like they will kind of do it and change a few things on it, but uh that would be fucking awesome in a game like this. Um yeah, I mean this was rumored for a while and now formally announced. Uh EA's also starting a new studio with this as well. So Cliffhanger Games now is a brand new studio um, with the people, like you said, from uh Shadow of War, so yeah, that is I think I, I honestly think this is kind of exciting, just because I think a proper action Black Panther game in Wakanda is I just think it's perfect. Um I hope they they nail it in terms of gameplay and story and all that stuff, but you know, Black Panther is, is I think a very cool character and Wakanda is a very interesting place. Um and I just think there's so many cool stuff that cool things that could happen in a video game with it. So yeah, yeah this is this is exciting. So EA making a Black Panther game and an Iron Man game. EA moves yeah. making an Iron Man game. So EA getting in on the Marvel train. They couldn't make Star Wars games. Eh, Respawn makes the Star Wars games that are good. Yeah, they're getting in on Marvel while it's hot, right? Yeah. No, yeah, that's <laughs> that's a good point as well. Yeah, Marvel. <laughs> Not, not doing just too hot there. Yeah. Um, best of luck. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. And then, Tyler, I, I wanted to save this one for last. We have to talk about Baldur's Gate 3. Have you been paying attention <laughs> to anything they've been saying about Baldur's Gate 3? I have. Tyler, this latest reveal. You thought going to the bone zone was something. <laughs> Larian is going to give us some more. Fuckable bears. <laughs> oh my goodness. Mmm. Mmm. This game <laughs> is going places. <laughs> it really It's is. going to the top of the Steam's uh, pre-order charts. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. Um, God damn. This game's going to be fucking wild. Yeah, I... <laughs> I... Yeah, maybe this is a little too much, but fuck it. Why not? It's a uh, you know, it's a it's a fantasy game in, in you know like a Dungeons and Dragons universe. Like, fuck it, let's go. Uh, and um, yeah, I, I I can't wait for this. Uh, this little cutscene that they put out is absolutely amazing. Like the squirrel dropping an acorn. I'm like, yeah, this is fucking. Yeah, this is great. Um, Larian is is so good at writing that I feel like this will probably end up being awesome to be honest with you um as weirdly as that sounds is this some like furry stuff going on here maybe in in, in the Baldur's Gate universe maybe I don't know I mean it's D&D like there are druids they can shapeshift into animals and if, yeah. you know some people have fantasies about that they're gonna have fantasies about that <laughs> yeah there you go um I mean, I'm not sure if you've you, you've been you've perused uh, some Rule Thirty Four content, uh, but you know there are some common fantasies within that. You know, shape shifting and you know animals, and it's just it, there's a whole world out there. <laughs> yeah, there is there's really a is. whole world out there, and you know, if Baldur's Gate Three wants to explore some of that, you know, let the people have what they want. You have to give the people what they want. Yes, and if they want to fuck bears. Let them fuck bears. <laughs> yes. And I think the fact that they have gotten way more pre-orders and some sales for this because they put this out is just so funny to me. Yeah. People yeah, are I horny, mean, dude. Like, it doesn't matter who they're fucking. They want to fuck. Yeah. And, you know, if there's anything Larian has proven, they'll let you fuck. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Very excited. Baldur's Gate 3, one of those games that could potentially take Game of the Year for me. So, yes. yeah. Can't, can't wait. Very soon. Yeah, Very soon, soon for the PS... Uh, soon for the PC release, a little bit later for PlayStation 5, but, yeah, we... Man. Hmm. It's going to be a tough wait, especially seeing other people play this game. I'm going to have to turn it off. I'm going to have to mute all mentions of Baldur's Gate 3 online and, uh, you know, just wait until we can get our hands on and play some co-op. 
Yes. Ah, yeah. But yeah, that's it for the video game news. Um, did we talk about the British Grand Prix? I, I, I don't think we did. I don't think we did. It was a very fun race. Agreed. I will say that. It's, I mean... Lando made it inf- interesting up at the front uh, for the first couple laps. Like, I thought it was really fucking cool fucking just beating him off the line. Yes. Uh, beating Max off the line. That was that was really cool. And McLaren was very, very good throughout the day. Um, oh, yeah. But, yeah, just some of the fighting in the midfield, really fucking cool. Yeah, really there cool was a... Go ahead. Sorry. No, no, just, just really cool to see, like, different cars doing well now <laughs> um yes so, some upgrade packages being had uh yeah i i did not expect mclaren to turn it around like this no i think i think it's honestly shocked the whole grid just how quickly they have turned it around so it's like and not knows? just lando oscar piastri had a really yeah. good weekend yeah like who knows maybe the track suited their upgrades and all that stuff really well we'll we'll see but it's like maybe McLaren is the second best car in the grid now. Like, it is possible to upgrade your car and to get there. And I think it's also just, yeah, it's the the non-Max Verstappen championship is a lot of fun to watch. And I know <laughs> yes. that is not, sometimes it is not as exciting to watch someone fight for a podium than first place like we had a couple of years ago. But it still is, like, the grid is closer than it's ever been. And uh, I think people forget about that a lot of times. Like, sure, Red Bull and Max are running away with it. But I almost wonder, too, no offense to Checo, but if we had another, uh, like, another Checo in that Red Bull instead of Max, like, are we talking about Red Bull being as dominant as they are? I don't know if we are. And it's clear that the the grid is catching up to Red Bull now. They have they don't really need to develop this car, but yeah, it's uh, yeah. I thought it was it was a fun race. Little dull, just a little bit in the middle. There was a lot of tire management going on, but otherwise, yeah. I, I just think that track is just absolutely perfect for for F one. Just because, I mean, you can pass on almost every corner, and it's it's really good. It's a great track. It was fun. I, yeah, I just, uh, I just wonder how long. Um, uh, there were some bizarre things to me too. Uh, how how Lance Stroll got away? Yeah, ju- just five sec. I, it was just a five second penalty. Yes, for, for it was what was blatantly like dangerously re-entering the track and causing a collision. Yes, I don't yep. know, man. I don't know. Yeah. Like, how is that only five seconds? <laughs> I know. And then he didn't even get a penalty, I think, when he passed Gasly, I think, off the track, too. I was like, yeah. hey, that's kind of weird. Um, yeah. I, I think Aston Martin, I know there's, you know, he's the son of the owner. But I think Lance Stroll is legitimately going to cost them places in the constructors. I mean, he already is. Um just because Aston is third now. Ferrari really isn't that far behind. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Aston Martin, they need a competent second driver. I just yeah. don't think Lance Stroll is it, unfortunately. Yeah, but uh, Fernando Alonso seems to love Lance Stroll. <laughs> he does, which is weird. Because he knows he knows who's paying him. <laughs> yeah, very strange there. Yeah. <laughs> But, I mean, yeah, Ferrari's not far behind, but they had a miserable fucking race. Like, yeah. they just continued to just make strange decisions. Yeah. Got a break now. Got a little bit of a break. Yep. Um, we'll see We'll, we'll see what uh, teams react, what teams' reaction to a McLaren's upgrades will be. Yeah, um, definitely. Maybe, we'll s- 
Maybe, unfortunately, it will light a fire under Red Bull's asses a little bit. Maybe they'll improve their car, but I hope the rest of the grid also improves and, you know, closes it in a little bit, you know? Yeah, I agree. At least I it agree. is, like, the thing that I look at is looking at, you know, looking at at the, at the, at the you know, the, the finishing results and seeing that it isn't, like, oh, it's the two Red Bulls, then the two Mercedes, then the two Ferraris or whatever, like... How it used to be, like, the teams yeah, would finish, right. like, basically the teams would finish in order. Right. Um, it isn't like that, so. No. That I'm happy about. It's not. Right. And I think that's kind of proof that the regulations are, are working. I think it's, yeah, just Red Bull have just nailed it, and Max is on a totally another fucking planet. Dude's yeah. a machine. So, yeah, I, I think it's inevitable that it's going to get a... A little bit closer. It always does if you look over over eras of regulations in Formula One. And uh, yeah, it's, yeah, I agree. It's it's a lot closer than people give it credit for, in my opinion. Maybe not for the lead, but everywhere else, it's exciting. Yeah. Um, I mean, like over half the grid has been on a po- has gotten a podium in terms of teams. Um, yeah. And I don't think. A couple other ones are that far off. Like uh, Williams and Alex Albon, they have gotten so much better. Like I wouldn't put it past them to maybe get a podium somewhere this year. They might need a little bit of luck for that, but their car is very fast. I mean, they they yeah. were he was crushing it in, in a practice. I know it's just practice, but I think he was in the top three every practice session. Um, yeah, like it, it. So I don't know. We'll see. We'll see where it goes. <clears throat> Wondering hungry if Max will just decide to do a 360 and win again, like last year. <laughs> just randomly do a do a 360 and then still uh, yeah. beat everybody by 10 seconds. Why I not? mean, a lot of the a lot of the races he could have afforded that too, like this year. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> um, uh, and I guess the only other bit of news is, uh, hey, Nick DeVries, it, it's been it's been nice seeing you, but uh, Danny Rick needs a drive. Uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, I feel bad for Nick, but at the same time, like, I don't know, it's F1, you got to deliver, man. I know that Alpha Tower isn't that great, but Sonoda's pulled it into the points. He's on been on the fringe of the points in almost every race this season. Like, he's obviously doing well, and DeVries is... I mean, it's two races in a row now that he has gotten in, like, absolute clown collisions with Kevin Magnuson. It's like... Yeah. What are you doing, dude? Um, I just wonder... So, Ricardo tested the Red Bull. Apparently, his times were fucking great. Apparently, he could have qualified second on pace, and the dude's been out of a car for months. And then, apparently, Christian Horner called Helmet Marco, told Helmet the times, and then Helmet called Nick DeVries and said, you're done. Yeah. Like, that's how fast it happened. Like, yeah, I think Christian Horner and those guys are complete shit stirs, but they are also absolutely ruthless. And if you're not performing, that's what's going to happen. And I don't know. that uh, The way that unfolded, it's crazy. But I like yeah, Daniel maybe, Ricardo. Yeah, maybe they're so. giving Daniel Ricardo this drive to warm him up to take Checo's seat next year. I truly do wonder that. Like, I wonder, there's a lot of people out there saying, like, is this a, if Checo doesn't uh, perform... Is this a test between Yuki and Daniel on who is going to take that second Red Bull seat in the future? Maybe not next year, but because I think Checo's under contract, but it could happen next year. Um, but who knows? I would absolutely love to see Daniel Ricardo in that Red Bull alongside Max again. Yeah, I just think I think it'd be so fun. And I mean, yeah, Max was early in his career, but Daniel Ricardo beat him fair and square. Like I think two or three seasons. Um, and then the last season, Daniel Ricardo, I think he had like eight or nine DNFs that, that year. I mean, yeah, it wasn't all his fault. Um, so yeah, I, I would just, I would love to see that. I think it'd be fun. Yeah. So we'll see. And it would probably be his last shot at becoming a world champion. Definitely. Yeah. And to see what that would, what that would do to him and how he and uh, Max would <laughs> 
maybe not be on best of terms with that. Yeah. We'll see. <laughs> right. And I think it would be interesting, too, because, like, I think these regulations aren't changing at all, really, until 2026. So two more years of this um, and Red Bull probably having a very great car throughout those two years. Maybe the grid catches up to them even more. But there is no guarantee that in 2026 that Red Bull is going to be good again. Um so it would be interesting if Daniel was in that Red Bull of like, well, you might have only one shot, one, maybe two years to do this, to be a champion. Um, how far are you willing to go there? That'd be yeah. very fun to watch, I think. Yeah. Ah, all right. We've gone on long enough. It's time to uh, put the show to bed. And we'll be back uh, at a time. We'll figure that out. Um, and uh, maybe I'll have tales from an anime convention. I swear I will not come back a furry. Uh, All right. Or a scaly, or a f- or whatever. I'm not. I'm not dissing those kinks. Those just ain't me. <laughs> and I can't imagine one weekend is going to uh, awaken that in me. <laughs> right. Yep. Uh, All right. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see what happens. Maybe in Baldur's Gate 3, we'll explore those themes. <laughs> yeah, there we go. That's where we can play that, that fantasy yeah. out. Yeah. Alrighty. Well, that's going to do it for us. Uh, as always, do all those good things. Rate, review, share us with your friends. All that good shit. We'll be back next time. And until then, be good to each other. Play your video games and... Bada beep, bada boop.